Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the Call Center Contact Center podcast. We try to give you some actionable items to take back in your contact center, improve the overall quality, improve the agent experience, hopefully improve your customer experience as well. My name is Tom Laird. Uh, I'm the CEO here at Expedia Interaction Marketing. How's everybody doing? I wanted to do and uh, kind of kick off our first uh, LinkedIn Live with an AMA today. So again, I have a a, a topic on on ChatGPT that I would like to talk about if if there's no questions. But um, any questions that you may have on the call center technology culture, um, anything that has to do with the uh, the contact center, I am more than happy to to answer. Just kind of hop on and, and, and comment on the on LinkedIn and uh, shoot in your question, and we'll see if we can uh, you know help help you guys out a little bit before as or as people are kind of coming on here. I wanted to talk a little bit about Chat GPT. I think the thing has been overplayed, not overplayed from how awesome it is, but overplayed of people talking about it. So I just I didn't want to be just another voice. So probably maybe should have talked about it a little earlier, but I think we can all see the impact that this thing is having. I think we can all see that it's not just chat GPT, but now, you know, offshoots of, of what is, what is going on in that kind of AI space. And I I did want to talk about some, some things that I think could be a little bit more unique. I'm not going to talk about, you know, chat bots. I think we can understand that there's going to be an impact here with, without chatbots and, and the intuitiveness of, of the AI with those guys. I think we can understand that, you know, analytics and workforce management and the, the tools that AI is currently having um, an impact in, I think we're now on the highway of, of taking those things to a total different level. So I wanted to kind of talk about some, maybe some unique things or things that I would like to see, or some things that maybe are a little bit more out there to see if we can maybe stem a little conversation you know, from that as well. So, you know, the first thing is I would be a little nervous if, if I owned a language line right now, Um, I think that, you know, if if chat, if these type of AI, which I, they, I'm sure they already are, there's just not a really great product out there yet. Um, You know, other than like Google translate and things like that, but you know, there, there's going to be a, a company that is going to do multi uh, multilingual processing with this and do real time, you know, kind of changing the language into English, changing it into Indian back and forth, changing it to, you know, whatever, whatever, wherever that contact center is, whatever those agents speak, 
right? You're going to have, you're going to, I think, be able to, to really see. It's kind of like a, the takeoff on the, the SANAS, the S-A-N-A-S. I think I'm saying that company right, you know, where they're kind of using AI to kind of overlay voice. So maybe, uh, you know, a voice from, from India sounds like it, it, it's a Scottish accent, you know, calling into England or, or having, doing customer support from, from Scotland. So I think those things are going to be a really cool and unique way that, that these, this type of AI and, and chat GPT, and, and again, those type of offshoots can, can have a, have an issue. I, I did a demo and I, I don't really want to talk about the company. I don't know if I have permission to talk about them, but they're an offshoot of a, of Carnegie Mellon. And what they have kind of come up with is a way to use voice to show, I guess, kind of human characteristics. And they're actually going to come on the podcast. Well, I'm, I'm really excited to have them on in the next couple of weeks and months, you know, using my voice, you know, they can say, you know, this is a, you know, 46 to 47 year old male, he's six foot two and give those type of characteristics, which I think what they have shown to be a little bit more, a little bit better uh, than, than what, you know, voice authentication and those type of things, because they're still not a hundred percent correct. So there's some overlying of, of the AI and, and what is happening there from a voice authentication standpoint, from the different things that our voice and that these these smart computers can actually start to pick up that obviously we as humans can't, um, you know, it can, can listen for certain emotions. I mean, we're starting to hear that with sentiment. I mean, I see sentiment scoring really going through the roof. I, you know, I really personally think I've been talking about this for years, you know, CSAT and surveys and NPS, they're, they're going to be gone. Like you're not going to hear about them. And, you know, I think starting this year, and the technology is going to be the rater of, of, of a good customer experience, talking more about sentiment scoring, talking about, you know, are, are your agents using proper word choices, understanding, you know, what type of tone is coming. And I think those are, are really important things. And if we can start to even hear tone where AI makes me the most excited from a contact center person is in different types of proactive customer support. That's what we all want to get to, right? We want to be able to, and, and when I say proactive customer support, I mean it in a couple of different ways. Number one is, is when a customer, before they get to an agent, that we're taking as much information and data as we possibly can and utilizing it to make the customer experience better. And we're understanding their sentiment, their tone. We're looking at all their previous history. What have they called us before? Is there an outstanding ticket that is happening right now that they're probably calling about because we were not able to resolve it on the first call? Taking all of this data and, and you know, right now, it's almost like we're, we, we can only pick and choose what we want to do from a routing standpoint. You know, there's some things we can do from, from sentiment and, and, and tone in the IVR, but maybe we, we haven't integrated it fully into the CRM or, or integrating to the CRM and we're pulling all that data and we're routing off that. But if we can, if we take this holistic approach of why is a customer calling us, um, you know, what are their needs? Who should they be talking to? Can we get them to the best? We always talk about getting our, our reps to the best agent, right? Or, or getting our customers to the best agent. And that has taken steps, right? We went from, you know, and again, I just posted something back on the call center of 1985, right? Where there was basically no thought into this, right? Calls would just come like on a daisy chain and whoever was next was next. And, 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 you know, 
it, it is what it was. And then we went to kind of the skills-based routing method to where you know, we were looking at the, that our, our agents who were, you know, maybe a little bit uh, more intuitive, understood the product, understood the process a little bit more compared to a newer rep. Um, different skills were being trained for a specific thing like sales compared to tech support, compared to maybe logistics or actual customer support. So we tried to get our customers segmented into these different piles of, of agents that we thought could help them the best. Now, we move to 2023, we're starting to integrate our data, right? And, and we, we've been integrating data for a while, but really starting to use data as a real routing source. And now taking the next step with AI and being able to figure out things that a human being can't do on their own. Again, with tone, with, with, with how people are talking, with looking at the actual sentiment of that customer, tying it in with all that data and, and really giving a, a cool customer experience, you know, when it, when it comes to getting that rep to the right agent, right? So maybe it's the agent that they talked to last, right? And we can, we could do that now. Maybe it's getting them to, you know, we're noticing from their tone that they're, you know, maybe from New York City, maybe that's a bad stereotype and they can speak really quick. So we want to match them up in contact. Talked about this the last, uh, maybe it was two interactions ago that they had live. So say it was 2018, 2019, talked about predictive behavior routing, right? So basically where we would take somebody's personality, um, understand their profiles of their personality, route them to an agent that had that same type of personality. And I think now we're starting to see that kind of on steroids with some of the things that are going to happen, you know, from from all this kind of AI AI revolution. Um, we don't talk about augmented reality or virtual reality, but I think that there's there's a lot of things that this is going to have and, and be able to kind of ramp that that process up very very quickly. Uh, maybe even a little bit more augmented reality than than from a virtual reality standpoint. But um, with the computing processing that's happening right now, with all of the kind of the unique and cool things that are happening from 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 this AI standpoint, you know, the, that's the next next, I think, natural bridge, right, to get us into something that and I'm not talking about like metaverse, like walking around like I was kind of talking about, but you know, being able to utilize AI and, and this processing power. We talked about 5G and kind of maybe the, the real impact of what that will have as well. So from a customer experience standpoint, I can actually show you things, right, and show you what's broken. I think that, you know, those are some of the things that, that you'll start to see. Obviously, agent assist, you know, anything that has to do with transcription and with, with, with data that a customer and agent are talking to, you know, we are tracking now all of that and we have been tracking it really well. But now with AI, you know, we're starting to make better insights into how to utilize that data, right? Do we prompt for a cross-sell? Do we prompt for an upsell? Is this the, the KMS? Um, now that's kind of how agent assist now, right? Is this the KMS article that maybe we want to read to, to, or, or send to the, the customer, but now I think, you know, you're you're going to start to get even more intuitive to the actual fixes of, of what can happen. And, and think about how quickly those calls can now happen instead of like maybe reading or, or say, hey, let me email you this, this document um, to really have the exact fix for every single product in a full catalog or uh, and a ton of SKUs, right? SKUs, I, I think it, it is something that, that will be extremely, uh, extremely exciting as well. So 
again, there's a lot here. There's a lot to unpack. We have no idea how this is going to you know, impact things that we haven't thought about. You know, I've been thinking constantly about, you know, again, the, the NFT space, the blockchain space, super interested in, in that kind of stuff. And I think you're starting to see a little bit of a comeback with a little bit of a comeback with some of the, the crypto stuff settling down a little, you know, NFT prices have, have kind of gone back up a little bit. Um, crypto has gone back up a little bit. Um, and, and I think you're starting to see a lot of those kind of use cases that were just money grabs getting out of the space. And now there's some, some really cool projects from gaming to, you know, retail to art uh, that are starting to really come back into the space. And it's, it'll be very interesting to see. Um, there is a project that I own, Alethea. I can't think of the name. A-L-E-T-H-E-A, I believe is what it is. And they were starting to do this before. Basically, you would train you would train a, an NFT right, to speak, and they had an AI, an AI engine behind it. You could train this thing to become your personal assistant. And I think now when you see like a chat GPT, you know, that virtual avatar on your computer. Now we're going to get to the point. I think we're going to have robots, right? But <laughs> for right now to have that virtual avatar, remember the, uh, remember word had that painful. It was the, uh, uh, oh my God, the paperclip that always like pop up and like give you suggestions, right? And everybody hated it. So they kind of got rid of it. But I think you're going to see like an actual intuitive, awesome, you know, assistant that's going to be integrated into all of your data sources from your email to your calendar to um, all the work that you've done in Word and, and understand really your your holistic working and, and outside of work approach um, and be able to talk to you. And then you'd be able to talk to it like like a chat GPT, like we're typing in right now and asking questions and having it come up with, with specific things. I mean, that's basically, you know, the kind of the chat bot of, I don't want to say tomorrow, maybe today. Um, I think you'll start to see that as well, you know, on websites, right? So not just like the little chat box where we're going to type stuff in, but having an actual avatar that is the liaison for this website, having conversations with it about different products and having it being able to bring products to you and show you. And, um, you know, that's that's the kind of the the really cool, cool thing uh, that, that I think, uh, you know, h- how this thing could evolve into. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of excited to, to kind of think about some of those types of things and, and how to evolve, right? This is a, a huge, a huge point in time for, for the BPOs, a huge point in time for contact centers and who's going to kind of fight the technology. And, and I probably was one of them who fought it to a certain extent, but I don't think I can deny it anymore. And so now it's, it's, how do you implement this for our customers how do you implement it for the future? What R&D do you want to do? Because there's so many different paths paths to go down. What do you want to be good at, I think, is, is the question. And, and there's a lot of roll of the dice with this of, of where contact centers are, where they're going to, who's fighting it, who's not fighting it. And then, again, from a strategic standpoint, what do we want to invest in from a technology standpoint to, to stay relevant? Right. Because this is this is an opportunity. Some people think it's a the scariest thing ever for for a contact center outsourcer. But I think it's a it's a huge opportunity to to really revolutionize what we do as a business, what we do as a um, as an industry to become relevant or stay relevant in this in this time. Um, There's so many things that I think, 
human beings will still need to have their touch on. I mean, I can really see now, um, you know, I talked about this on LinkedIn, where if you have a, a verified human thought, right, it's not from a, a, a chatbot or a chat GPT that, you know, that gets some kind of check mark, right? Like, we might be getting to that point. And I think you're going to see that with customer support as well, where um, there's going to be companies that are going to say, listen, you know, we are staying with with the human being. We understand it's going to cost a little bit more, but these human beings now are going to have to be extremely high-end associates, give extremely well-thought-out high-end customer support. And I like that. I think that that helps the industry a, a ton. And, you know, to, to have kind of individuals or, or companies that are, are basically vouching for that and saying, hey, we have human customer support, they like, come to us. Um, I think that, you know, there is a there is a use case for both of these um, from from kind of the technology side in here. And I think that this thing has come faster than I thought it was going to. I, you know, there's there's people out there like Chris Crosby. He's kind of been warning everybody about this. And, and maybe I've had my head in the sand. But, you know, I think that there's a lot to this um, that is that is coming extremely fast. And it, it's exciting and scary kind of all at the same time. And I think everybody's trying to figure out again, how to utilize this stuff. Um, but I think it's pretty cool. And I think the, the use cases, if we can become good at it. So if my company can be really good at it, you know, we become an asset for companies that aren't good at it or haven't really thought this stuff through. So that's kind of where, you know, my thought process is, is how do we, how do we think this through? How do we, how do we get good at this stuff? Where, where do we find the use cases for it? And then, you know, I think we we stay we stay relevant in that. So I don't know. That's kind of my ramble on the the whole chat GPT thing and, and where technology is moving. Uh, it's funny. I just did. I think in December or maybe in November, I did a you know technology like a things I think are going to happen in 2023, and I probably have to go redo that whole thing because it's it's not it's not progressive enough. I think I was almost too conservative, and I thought I went I went pretty far out on a limb. So kind of interesting. So. All right, guys, that's kind of what I got for you. Uh, appreciate it. Hopefully that provides at least some insight. All I'm trying to do, I think, with this episode is, is get you to think a little bit because um, I know I surely am every single night um, about this stuff. I'll talk to you guys next week.